Hey there, guys, and welcome back to Good to Meet You on the podcast today, talking about set and setting. It's not just for psychedelics. It is a way of introducing yourself to an approach of concept, an approach of mindset for which you can interact with the world. I hope you guys will join me in thinking about set and setting in our everyday lives. So, what is set and setting? Let's talk about it. Set and setting, as far as I'm concerned, is a a programming for which you can interact with the world around you. And I use this kind of mental framework when I do meditation, when I interact with a a customer. It is the basis in which I'm founding my own understanding about the idea of creating a social interaction, you know, like the social environment that I've been kind of humming on about, set and setting. When I say set and setting, I do mean set as in mindset, the mental space in which you approach uh, any of these things that I'm talking about here. The set is specifically referring to your uh, thoughts, your moods, and your expectations. So in a psychedelic trip, for example, you might have an expectation that you're going to see fractals and uh, you know beings of light and whatever. There are so many different things that you might want to see, um, but that's all that's all your expectation. Just like in the real world, when you go to a party, or you go to a wedding, or you go to a botanical garden and look at butterflies, maybe on drugs, you might have this amazing experience built up in your head. Um, And of course, that's going to play a factor in the way that you experience things. Just like at work, if you have a certain expectation about the way things are, a mood that you brought into that environment, which is the setting, the physical or social environment which you find yourself in, that is a really, really big factor in how you perceive any experience. So just recognize when I'm talking about set and setting, while it's relevant, it is just not pertinent to only drugs. So you have to kind of stop focusing so much on the subject matter in which I've introduced and focus on the content in which it is being used for. So our set is specifically our own our own kind of notions. And this is a prime factor in the idea that I'm creating, establishing in a social environment. Your set, your personal set, creates the setting, okay? Because it is literally not just the setting, being the physical and social environment. And there's historically been a lot of research um, with early psychedelic adventurers in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even even the early, uh, the early 60s, late 50s, about people who were doing drugs, basically, and they were analyzing the uh, psychedelic experience and how different impacting factors 
made a a really serious um, contribution to what kind of set, what kind of experience that person might have based on not just their mindset, but also the physical constraints and the social constraints. If you are around a bunch of people, let's just frame it again, kind of staying with the the partying drug you know line just for a moment. If you're at a party where you don't know anybody or you or there's someone there that just really rubs you the wrong way, if that continues to be um, something that that irks you in that experience, you might not have a good time at that party. You might find that your experience is tainted in some way because of that person being there. But if that's the old if that's the thing that kind of drives you, in that moment, that's going to certainly impact how fun it is for you, you know, if you're able to relax, if you're able to enjoy it. But yeah, the initial idea of set and setting was laid out by this guy, Al Hubbard, who um, he did uh, Mexican uh, mushroom ceremonies. And and he noticed that um, that was a, a really big factor in the type of hallucinations even that he was having. And then uh, later on, Tim Leary and uh, obviously more recent guys like Michael Pollan, who um, has a, a great book on that kind of stuff. So, um, and then back to the setting, since we're we're talking about this, the the physical and social environments in which people would take these psychedelic hallucinogens or whatever, even just going to hang out at a friend's house, if if there's people that you don't really feel comfortable with you might not have as good of a time you know you might not be able to unwind as much or be yourself as much and that is a big deal and so when I kind of pull this out like taffy to think about my own social the social context in which I present myself it is ultimately it is only about the the ways that I am willing to portray in in front of the people that I am comfortable with. So uh, if I'm at church, they might not get the full Zach that, you know, talks about this kind of stuff because maybe even with those people, I just don't know if they're at that conscious level where I can have a conversation with them about spiritualism. Truly, truly, this is like a real, really where I'm at. Um, But had the right setting makes all the difference. And there is just a, an expectation of of what you need to be in any of these social social situations, physical situations, um, and so it matters. It matters greatly, and it has a huge impact on on the ways that you may approach a social situation. So, going back to work, for example, because I I love the work conversation because it's so it's so practical because I I do it all day. This is literally eight hours a day. The only thing I'm doing is creating these social environments with people. So for them, they come into this kind of awkward phone call where they need to find out where a document is or whatever. Like I'm not only the conscious person, but I'm also the creator of this setting. So if I'm approachable and warm and thoughtful and compassionate and and they know that that's something that I'm bringing to the table, oh, sure. Sure, let's talk about it. We could find out some information about that. Boom, automatically reeling that fish in. Okay, it's not. I'm not even thinking about it like that. You know, like a like a 
like I'm winning something because it's just the the natural state of being in which I possess. And I'm sure many of you are equally as warm, compassionate, thoughtful, and uh, endearing. And those qualities sing forth. And that's a big thing that I have noticed just recently as a side note, not to toot my own horn, but a lot of people have been like, hey, can I, is there a, is there a, supervisor I can talk to to say how good you did or can can I can I write someone an email is there a survey and it's like not you know not really no but these are the things you can do but if people are going out of their way to do that then there's something to the the act you know like they're the receiver of something not that I want to be the giver I just want to be one with that person in that space and then hey if we can collaborate for a transcript or we can collaborate you know, for a solution. That's like, it's part of the game. And I think at a certain point, when you realize that it's just a game, like we're playing this kind of cat and mouse, like, oh, document, customer, you know, (laughs) it's fun. But this is the idea is it's all fun. And so when I'm creating this setting, it is literally a social space in which they reside. And you can do this in your own way if you want. So let's talk about how you can open up that opportunity for others to experience a setting in which they can have a different mindset. These are simple principles that you can apply. And I know that you're going to say, well, these are these are things you would tell kids. And frankly, some of these I did get off of early childhood education websites because Creating an environment is like soothing a child. You don't know exactly where they're at. They might have a temper tantrum coming. Uh, they may be heated. They may. You might not understand the emotional place in which that person is coming from. But trust me when I say these are simple. And the simple truth is that we need to be all of these things to be the right space for somebody to approach you about an issue to be able to trust you in any scenario to confide in you so these are simple qualities that you can enact in your own life and apply to any scenario to be a more approachable and uh, accessible space for other people so listen Listen to their needs, their wants, and actually use your mind to process what they are saying. Not just waiting for them to stop, but fully listening to the issue, the problem, the scenario in which they're experiencing. So that's number one. Be respectful. Be respectful of their time, of the fact that they would come to you about this issue. Be responsive, not reactive, but responsive to their needs. The issue that they're coming to you with is one of major importance to them. So be responsive to it in a way that you would want someone to respond to your problem. Be positive, positive about there being a solution, or at the very least, be positive that you can try to look into that problem. You may not be able to solve it. You know, three out of five times I'm able to solve a problem. But if I can't, I can still say, hey, sure, let's let's check that out and we'll see what we can do about it. That's all you have to do. It's not feigning positivity. 
It is actually being positive for the sake of you just trying. And trying is all they want you to do. If you can't solve it, you can't solve it. And that's something that you can work towards. Be compassionate. Again, they're coming to you with a problem. They're coming to you because they need something. If it's, I, I talk about this with Katie, my fiance. I say, honey, I know when you come to me with a problem that you really need the help because she's such a doer that she would do it if she could. But when she comes to me with a problem, just like when I come to somebody with a problem, I really need that help. I really need the assistance. So be compassionate to the fact that they need you and you will not only be a, a safe space for them in the future, you know, but you'll also create that trust. And finally, be patient. Be patient with somebody working through a problem and being patient not just with the scenario because believe me, I'm on these 30-minute phone calls to place an order and it would be so easy for me to uh, whatever, okay, fine, all right, yeah, I'm still here, that would be so easy. And trust me, I've definitely been there before. But the most important thing is if you can be patient and just let them work through that problem and provide any assistance, being compassionate, being positive, being respectful of their time, responsive to their needs, and listening to the things that they have issues with, you can solve any problem. You can be a powerful force in somebody's life. And nine out of nine times, they are appreciative for the fact that you were there for them. Okay, That is all you need to do to create a space of consciousness within yourself, but also for those that surround you. Thank you guys for the time. If you've enjoyed this, be sure to rate this wherever you're viewing it, You know whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Uh, follow me on Instagram if you want more content like this. I usually post something uh, when I release a podcast. And uh, thank you guys so much. Of course, if this is on YouTube, like it and subscribe and share it if you want. Uh, and I will talk to you guys on the next one.